Hello there, Obi-Wan Kenobi here, and you're listening to Frontlines, the Clone Wars podcast, brought to you by StarWarsDaily.com. The Force will be with you, always. Hey, Clone Wars fans, welcome back to Frontlines, the Clone Wars podcast, the original podcast dedicated to the Clone Wars animated series. Uh, This is episode number 79 for the episode, The General. My name is Matt, and joining me, as always, the leader on the other side of the mic, Michael Cohen. What's up, Mike? Hey, how's it going? It's going good. Hey, so you got a few minutes to uh, to do this because you got to get back to Uncharted Three, correct? <laughs> Actually, I, <laughs> I I finished Uncharted Three yesterday. Oh, you did? Uh, yeah, I, it, it's not like I mean the Uncharted games aren't very long, but I do have uh, I do have Ratchet and Clank all for one to play. So, oh, so you got that next, okay? Yeah, that's next <laughs> on the docket. Yeah. And then after that, uh, depending on when I finish Ratchet and Clank what is it the seventh right now so uh i mean i still haven't played batman i gotta go pick that up i still oh, haven't yeah. picked up the shadow of the colossus and ico hd collections for the ps3 gotta get those man and uh what else have i missed so far skyrim comes out soon skyrim, yeah, yeah. legend of zelda skyward sword on pre-order <laughs> so when that hits on the 20th i'm gonna be playing the crap out of that yeah it's uh it's a really busy season this year i'm actually kind of glad I know most Star Wars fans aren't, but I'm kind of glad that Star Wars Connect got pushed yeah. to next year because yeah, there's just there's more than enough to yeah. play this holiday season. But, well, like I said, uh, like I was telling you just a minute before we started, I have a a uh, kind of a mission tomorrow. I got to pick up a couple copies of uh, Call of Duty Modern Warfare Three for my boys, <laughs> so I got to pick up a couple of those. So I, that's going to be hitting tomorrow, and that's going to be huge. So. Yeah, lots of gaming going on around here, and I saw that on your, uh, I think it was on your Facebook too, so looks like it sounded like you were having a lot of fun with Uncharted 3, but we're here to talk about some Clone Wars, so let's, uh, let's just jump right into some news then. Sure. Welcome. I have been expecting you. This is just the beginning. This is where the fun begins. Join us or die. Our meeting was not a coincidence. I'm glad you're here to tell us these things. <laughs> All right, so here's the first thing, Mike. I know you have purchased, and you spoke very highly of the uh, Jedi Path, correct? It looks yeah. like uh, we're going the other way now. We're going to have um, 
the Book of the Sith, the Book of Sith from the dark side, and it's a secret. So that is going to be coming out, uh, looks like February, I saw, February 2012. And it looks like the same, obviously the same type of thing. Um, it's kind of a cool little, I, I don't know what you'd call that. Is it a holocron, I guess? I don't know, a Sith holocron? Yeah, I don't know. it's just kind of in this weird uh, pyramid box. Mm-hmm. Kind of, it's kind of holocron esque. It's kind of, it looks like half a holocron, maybe. Yeah, yeah, and you actually press this button, and the book, I, this thing, it has lights apparently, and um, well, it says, uh, uh, t- uh, with the touch of a button, the door of the case lifts, accompanied by lights and Star Wars sound effects. The secrets within are revealed. The book of Sith slides into view. So you hit this button. This thing lights up, the sound effects, and this book slides out. So it's it's pretty neat. I've seen some pictures on Amazon. You can see it on Amazon. And uh, did did the book of not the book, but the uh, Jedi Path did have does it have sounds and lights and the and all that kind of things too? There's two versions of the Jedi Path. The first original version came in like this big thick box, like electronic box that yes, like it made noises and stuff like that. Um, and then the book itself was kind of it was like. It's supposed to be leather bound, but it's really not leather. It's pleather. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. So it's got that leather bound feel to it, and then it has a whole bunch of stuff within it. Um, like uh, uh, Qui Gon Jinn's braid is in there from when he was a Padawan, and mm-hmm. uh, there is uh, uh, what else is in it? Um, there's a patch that. Anakin Skywalker got from either Sice Tin or Plo Koon or somebody like that. Whoever mm-hmm. runs the... No, it's not one of them. It's an imaginary character that didn't exist in the movies. That um, that runs the hangar bay, like that teaches all the Jedi Padawans to, to fly ships. So he, there's like a, a Jedi Starfighter patch. But they, they kind of screwed up on that one because that one, it's a... a, a Ada four like the the or it's Ada two I can't I, it's Ada two mm-hmm. the the Jedi Starfighter from Episode three but he got it when he got when he started his when he was a Padawan right mm-hmm. like when he started at the temple right and Master whoever heard that he blew up the droid control ship so then that patch technically should have had a like the Delta four right the 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 more diamondy one from episode two, mm-hmm. but uh, so they kind of botched that. But there's also there's a Jedi credit in there. Uh, there's a napkin from Dex's diner that has Obi Wan's plans oh, for yeah. Uh, yeah. for his lightsaber on it. Um, so it's it's got all that stuff in it. Um, and then there's a version of it that is just like a, I don't know, it's just kind of like a hardback book. Right. And it right. uh, doesn't have any of that stuff in it. Cool. Yeah, so, but the, you thought it was a great little, a great book though, right? I mean, it's yeah, like, it's yeah. Re- it's really well done um, yeah. uh, with the exception of that, that one patch. Yeah. Um, other than that, I, I enjoyed everything else about it. Uh, the the comments throughout even are are great. They're mm-hmm. awesome. Because there's, there's sort of like little annotations by all of the people who've held the book mm-hmm. of which it's like uh, Yoda had it first and he had it for revision and then uh, like he was writing a new version of it like revising it uh, for, for new Padawans and then Tame Cerulean has it and then Dooku has it and then 
Qui-Gon, Obi-Wan, Anakin, Ahsoka, and then Darth Sidious has it for a little bit, and uh, and then Luke Skywalker recovers it from the the palace, the Imperial mm-hmm. Palace on Coruscant, after they defeat the Emperor. So it's got his notes in it as well. But like it's really cool because each one of the each one of the annotations, it actually sounds like the characters. And it sounds like the characters when they would have been reading the book. So it doesn't sound like Clone Wars Anakin. It sounds like Episode 2 Anakin. Or like even pre-Episode 2 Anakin. And the Ahsoka uh, notes sound like Season 1 Ahsoka. They don't sound like Season 2, 3, 4 Ahsoka when she gets much more mature. Even though it came out last year during Season 3. At which point, like when when the book came out, she was like essentially becoming a young adult sort of thing, right? Right. Um, and she's much more mature now and doesn't say any of the obnoxious stuff that she did back in season one. But the book has that. Like, it still has that sort of feel to it, which mm-hmm. some people will be like, oh, Ahsoka's so annoying in this book. But <laughs> yeah. to me, it's like, that's a nice attention to detail that I actually, they thought about, like, where the Jedis that had the book would be in yeah, their... Yeah, right. In right. their... Uh, in their lives when they possessed the book and when they were when they would have read through it so hmm. it's uh the, the jedi path one was really well done so i i'd imagine that this one's going to be pretty well done but i don't know that it would be quite as interesting well you know, know i don't know it's it, i was i was reading over some of the descriptions and uh this thing's going to retail for i mean you could pre-order it for 62 bucks right now i'm thinking well what do you get for 62 bucks but there's quite a few things here i mean as far as um, some of the features you get, you get a scrap of a Sith burial shroud, a battle map of the Great Galactic War, a Sith lightsaber crystal, a Night Sister talisman, uh, a diagram detailing Palpatine's political strategies during the Clone Wars, and a propaganda poster for the Galactic Empire, and a note from mm-hmm. Luke Skywalker. So that's all in, in, included mm-hmm. in the book. And then, as far as in the book, there's a, a war journal kept by Darth Malgus during the Galactic War. Uh, a source book of, uh, by Darth Bane that details the uh, philosophy, philosophy behind the rule of two. Uh, an, an instruction manual by Mother Talzin. This is interesting that they have Mother Talzin in this with this book of Sith. Mm-hmm. Um, I wonder if that's uh, that's kind of weird. You know, I'm just thinking of it now. Like, how does this is? I wonder if we're going to get more of this. It sounds like we're going to get more of this in the Clone Wars uh, by by reading this. Uh, a journal by Darth Plagueis. And Darth Sidious's manifesto. So there's all kinds of these, uh, like they did with the Jedi Path. They're putting that in this book as well. So I don't know. It sounds like it's going to be pretty cool. And then you get all this extra features. So 62 bucks, though, coming out in February. So mm-hmm. if it's anything like like you said with the Jedi Path, I think this, they got a hit on their hands with this one too. So uh, look for that in February. Uh, so check this out. We also got um, – have you, have you heard – did you – Check your Twitter feeds over the weekend. I mean, this Rancho Obi-Wan grand opening was kind of hitting pretty hard. I don't know if you noticed that over the weekend, Mike. I, I did. I, I was actually I was busy with an art show over the weekend, so I didn't really uh, uh, get to see a ton of it. But I did, like, I've seen some of the pictures this morning Yeah. from it. And I was interested at, because I was wondering where they were going. I mean, I know he, he's been working on this for about a year and a half, uh, just kind of redoing this whole thing. Uh, added more square footage, artwork, collectibles. They got a souvenir shop. I'm thinking, wait a minute, a souvenir <clears> shop? <throat> so uh, just just like in the last few hours, I noticed 
that with this grand opening, they're also it's it's going to be a. I guess fans are going to be able to rent this thing out. That's what mm-hmm. I what I've read. Uh, they're going to fans can rent the space for an awesome Star Wars event, um, and and of course they said. And if you're thinking about a wedding, Steve is an ordained minister. <laughs> they put that out there, but it sounds like, and I don't know if I can confirm this, but you're going to be able to go there and and either rent it out or maybe take a tour or something like that, which was kind of cool. I mean, this guy's got the ultimate Star Wars collection, and I thought I've always thought, I wonder why he doesn't, you know, have tours and you know charge a buck and give it to charity. I don't know, whatever, uh, to have yeah. somebody go just to go look through. Uh, his collection because I mean I don't know if there's any collection that's going to rival his even even in Lucasfilm archives you know what I mean this yeah. guy has got everything so uh, looks like and this and this particular thing is in Petaluma uh, Rancho Obi-Wan if I remember correctly is in Petaluma California so wow uh, Rancho Obi-Wan and there was a lot of there was quite a few uh, Star Wars celebrities at the uh, opening so all of you out there who are looking for some place to have your next uh, kids party, you know, go to uh, Ranch Obi Wan. Do it. I'm thinking about having a party there myself. I don't know. <laughs> See how much it is. <laughs> but that's what's uh, that was kind of like the big news uh, over the weekend. Not a lot of stuff going on in uh, in Star Wars news right now. Of course, you know, Target's got some things going on, Mike. Uh, Six ninety nine for figures, and that's not just uh, Star Wars figures. I mean, if you're into Marvel and or anything else. Everything's six ninety nine at Target, and we're going to get a lot of this, um, you know, all the way through Christmas. I mean, they're going to be doing specials mm-hmm. uh, on all the stores, Walmart's, the Targets. Uh, everything's going to be uh, going on, so you got to be watching the uh, all the Star Wars sites because they'll be. That's where I always find my stuff is uh, checking all these Star Wars sites. There's always something. It seems like every week there's somewhere to get a good deal. So yeah, be on the lookout for that. But other, other than that, Mike, I don't know that much going on, right? Uh, yeah, no, I mean, it's kind of been the, we've been on, uh, I don't know, I feel like a, a record skipping, just going like, no, nothing that exciting. Yeah, but there's not, you know, it's just a few things here and there. just keep coming out, nothing all that cool, uh, but just, you know, more of the same stuff. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and, uh, and the show just keeps going. Yeah. And, and, and the show keeps going. Should we hit it right now? We're going to jump right yeah. in. Let's, yeah, let's do it. Let's get going. struggling to put his past behind him. I'll keep an eye on him. Bow down, Jedi Finn. Welcome to Death Watch. <clears throat> All right, let's kick off the general. 
Oh. Welcome. I have been expecting you. Sorry about that. That's okay. <laughs> That's a good point right there. Hey, well, look out. Loptinex jumping out. Anyway, uh, let's start this off. Uh, the 500 Foose troopers hold their ground against a withering assault by Umbaran forces. Obi-Wan's troops are unable to take the capital because the Umbarans are being resupplied and bolstered from a nearby airbase. It is up to General Krell and the 501st to neutralize the airbase. The entire mission is counting on that. And I'll just have to say real quick before we keep going, um, we're just jumping right back in the action, Mike, of the Umbaran and, and where Rex and his platoon kind of were forced to retreat and they're kind of regrouping right here, right? So here's one thing that I forgot to bring up last week and I'm wondering it is, is what's up with General Krell? I mean, this guy has been sitting back on the sidelines, right? Yeah. He's given no help to Rex or his platoon. And, you know, like we've seen, uh, like we've seen Anakin do. I mean, he's up right in the front. He's leading the charge. He's, he's got his lightsaber out. He's using the force yeah. or whatever. And I, it started to dawn on me, like midway through this, through this episode, I'm thinking, why doesn't he get out there in the front? I mean, he could do some damage. He's got Jedi powers. I mean, he could be using the force, uh, doing some things with that, the lightsabers. Um, I, I just, I'm like, you know, he's starting to be a, a character where I said last week I like the character, but I like, it's almost like I'm loving to hate this guy. Yeah. You know, he's just like, get, get your butt out there. Quit sitting on the sidelines and do something, you know, step up a little bit. So that was like the first thing that kind of jumped out at me. And I, it, I kind of thought about it last week, but again, right when I saw the beginning of this, I'm like, you know, what is, where is he doing? You know, talk about. Talk about Caltrans. I mean, this guy is just having all his boys do something while he sits back and, and kind of yells at him. So that was what jumped out on me But in the beginning. Yeah, yeah you know what? The, uh, for me, it's uh, just as this, this episode is just as uninteresting as the episode before it um, to me. That's a personal opinion. I know that okay. there's a lot of people out there that are enjoying it. There's a lot of people going, oh, man, it's like another landing at Point Rain and the Geonosis trilogy, or that was like a quadrilogy, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and I sit here going like, yeah, you're right. It is. Mm-hmm. It's pretty much exactly like it, except we have a, a Jedi who's kind of mean this yeah. time instead of, you know, one of the ones that we're familiar with, like Obi-Wan and, and uh, Anakin. But, like, the pacing of it and just, I I don't know, it's, this whole episode to me felt really unnecessary. It didn't move the story forward. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, it took them two episodes to walk through the same looking forest on an alien planet. That was, that was kind of visually interesting last episode, but spending two, like, we're going to spend four episodes here. Right. And, uh, and I'm going like, that's. That's great if, you know, if, uh, here's, here's my issue. We're seeing one side of this mm-hmm. and we're on a really interesting looking planet, but we're learning absolutely nothing about it. They're just walking around, right? Like, it's like, oh, it's really dark here. Yeah. Uh, oh, there's some glowing stuff. Oh, there's some, there's like three different kinds of animals here. Um, but, but nothing's happening. They're fighting a lot of stuff. They're blowing a lot of stuff up. They're shooting a lot of things. But 
at the end of the day, like, they could have taken this episode and the last episode and put them together. If they hadn't spent so much time in the previous episode just repeating themselves on, yes, okay, we get it, Krell is kind of a jerk. Mm -hmm. He doesn't like clones. He doesn't trust clones. He doesn't value their lives. We get it. We didn't need three instances on their own to tell us that, only to come back the next week and have that story continue. Mm -hmm. You know, like, with no development, nothing changed. Nothing changed between, like, at the, we kind of talked about it last week at the end of the episode. Krell has that moment where he says that he, that, that Rex has a lot of tenacity and, and, and all that, but nothing changes. Right. It doesn't do anything. Yeah. You know, like, he's still, he still doesn't like Rex. He still doesn't like the clones. He still doesn't respect their, them as, you know, living beings. So, uh, what was the point of spending an entire episode dwelling on that one point if we're just going to come back the next episode and he still feels the same way? And, you know, like, it just, to me, the story beats are, are just, they're way off. The action beats are through the roof, right? Like, yeah, um, yeah. The, the action in the last episode and the action in this episode, uh, both are great, but to me, it's almost just like white noise. Like, I'm just kind of like, okay. Mm-hmm. But but it is all like it's dark. You can't really see a ton, right? Like it, it looks great and everything, but just from a storytelling standpoint, it's it's getting visually uninteresting. Everything's just black, and there's blaster bolts and glowing things in the background, mm-hmm. right? And clone troopers versus faceless bad guys, mm-hmm. right? Like it's just there's nothing going on. And Krell, to me, is the thing that's making that the worst. Because his character is so static mm-hmm. and so uninteresting that it's like, why are we dwelling on this story? Like, it, it, There's got to be a payoff. Yeah, yeah, Rex is an interesting character. I love Rex. I think he's great. Um, we'll talk. We'll kind of mention it later, but but yeah, Apo yeah. gets a shout out in this episode as Sergeant Apo, right? Right. Like, right. there's some really cool trooper stuff in this, but because they're all so focused on Krell and how much they hate Krell, it's not like rookies. It's not like, uh, well, the rest of the rookies trilogy, right? Mm-hmm. It's not like like the landing at Point Rain and Rain and stuff like that, because like we we don't get to really understand any of these clones because they all are saying the same thing except for I think Dogma who is like I don't know we should just follow the rules it's like yeah, okay so right. we get Dogma he's a he's a not a very interesting character he just follows the rules mm-hmm. um I I think what they're setting the groundwork for in these episodes is really interesting because you can see order 66 oh yeah and and the the explanation for order 66 or more so the uh the excuse for order 66 definitely right because because everybody every every star wars fan i'm sure has had to justify to their friends why order 66 makes sense Mm -hmm. right like because somebody at some point has gone like really the clones would just turn on them and the jedi wouldn't notice and all that yeah and uh and this feels to me like Lucasfilm going back and going like, no, 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 you guys, it makes sense. Just uh, here, it makes sense in this episode of Clone Wars, this four part that you have to watch, and then it'll make sense. Trust me. Yeah. Just like the the chosen one, that line, 
make sense from episode one, you know, 11 years later, 12 years later when they do an episode of the, <laughs> of the Clone Wars, three episodes of the Clone Wars, to explain what the Chosen One is, and they don't really ever explain it. But, like, it, it just seems like they're using the Clone Wars at this point to excuse a lot of the story points that fall short in in uh, the prequels. And for me, it's like, that's not really... I don't know. That's not what I want. Like, I don't want... I don't want Chewbacca showing up for no reason. I don't want Darth Maul being worked into it as a marketing ploy for episode one. Mm. And I don't want you using the Clone Wars as a grounds for explaining away plot holes in the prequel trilogy. The prequel trilogy has issues. I think that we've all had the opportunity to get over it and move on. Right. Why are you making Clone Wars just as much of an issue by dwelling on the past? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, it just feels like season four so far has not been about the Clone Wars, but has been more about, remember this character? You remember these guys? You remember when this happened and it didn't make any sense? But, like, here's kind of an explanation under the surface of why that makes sense. It's not <laughs> like season one or two, particularly season two with Cad Bane, where they're like, Check this guy out. He's really cool. Yeah. He's trying to, you know, get get these guys out of jail, and, and he's trying to capture these people, and he's trying to do this, and he's trying to do that, and we don't know why. And it's an interesting story in its own right, regardless of whether you've seen episodes one, two, three, four, five, or 6. Mm-hmm. And to me, like, that's why season 2 right now is the strongest. That's why Trespass is one of my favorite episodes of the series. It, it's, or it is still my favorite episode of the series. You don't need to know anything about anyone else or any of the story in order to enjoy the hell out of Trespass. Right? Right. But with this, it's like you got to either have watched seasons 1 through 3 of Clone Wars to understand why this is an interesting episode. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like there's, it's all, uh, it, yes, it's cool that they're acknowledging all the groundwork that's been laid with other stuff. They're bringing back characters that they haven't killed off like fives. Uh, that's all cool, but nothing's going on. Nothing's happening. It's taking, it took two episodes for them to take an objective that in season one or two would have taken them one episode and I feel like it's because they just want to have these linked episodes and, and these long epic storylines and more action because last year we went, oh, stop it with all the political intrigue. We want more action. Mm-hmm. Well, you can't just give us things exploding for 15 of the 22 minutes and then a, a, an uninteresting storyline for the other five, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, and call it a day. Like, that doesn't... That's just as bad as last season. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, like I, I feel like we're in the same. I, I feel like I'm personally drudging through the same heap of boring episodes like we did last year at this time. At this time, yeah. Well, I, I'll play devil's advocate and say that I, I do like this these episodes more than I like the ones at this time last year. But I do mm-hmm. agree that that this four parter probably didn't need to be a four parter, especially these first two episodes. I, I do agree with that. Um, but I think there's got to be some kind of payoff with this. I mean, there's got to be something big maybe with this Krill. Or, I mean, yeah. we, got, we got some good stuff with the clones in here, and we'll get to that, like you said, with Grex and stuff in a minute. Um, there's some good stuff in there. But, but I do agree that, 
Yeah, breaking this into two episodes. Um, you know, we've seen them do this before. We're like, well, they probably could have fit this into one episode and made this a three-parter yeah. or something. So, yeah. yeah, there's there's some there's definitely issues there. And, and and where previous seasons they've taken the approach of okay, this is a three-part series on this particular battle, uh, the the Ryloth trilogy, for instance, where we'll go okay. Here, here's the first storyline, which is about uh, uh, Obi Wan and uh, and his troops taking the base so that they. Or no, wait, the first storyline's about Ahsoka, right, from the Ryloth trilogy, of her and her squadron mm-hmm. up in space, clearing the way so that Obi Wan can land his troops. Then the following episode is about Obi Wan landing his troops so that they can take out the anti air stuff so that. Uh, Mace can get his stuff in and take the capital. Mm-hmm. And to me, that and then that's what the final episode is, right? Mace Windu getting the ally, the 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 uh, the the resistance to to ally with them, and then taking the capital back. That to me is is a great way of showing an arc over the course of of time and showing like, okay, here's three distinct stages of this battle and they did the same thing with landing at point rain right which i think made that a little bit stronger is that we had like these are three distinct stages Mm -hmm. of a battle whereas with this story it's like we're just focused on these these this uh, like essentially like i know that there's a larger platoon and squadron and everything but we're really focused on about five troopers right? right we're focused on uh rex fives kicks jesse and dogma right like those and then krell those are that's that's our our main cast for this series of episodes and we're not going anywhere right like it's it's just gonna be all about them and there's some cool stuff towards the end of this episode where they split off and we have two storylines going at once but uh, to me like that star wars pacing is to have three battles going on all at the same time that are all connected in some way. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like that right. it's that return of the Jedi Han's taking out the shield generator so that Lando can blow up the death star that Luke is currently on fighting Darth Vader. Darth Vader yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, and, and if you, if you broke those up, if you did, the, if you did the, the final battle in return of the Jedi clone Wars style, you would have had the first episode would be about Han and, and, Luke and Leia getting to to Endor and meeting the Ewoks and taking out the shield generator, right? And then the next episode would have been about uh would have been about Lando and his team sort of like uh you know attacking the Death Star with their with their fighters and everything. And then the final episode would have been a little bit of those two storylines tying up. But then Luke and Vader battling on the Death Star, mm-hmm. and then the Death Star blowing up, right? Yeah. And that would have been the end of that that three part arc. So you can you can look at it, and you can look at you can look at uh, the the Battle of Hoth the same way, and break that down into a two episode or a three episode arc, right? Um, and uh, and you you can just sort of figure these things out with the Star Wars movies and how they're paced, and uh, and and see earlier on in Clone Wars how they mimicked that and how they did the same thing. And here it doesn't feel like that. Mm-hmm. It just feels like 
here we are fighting some guys that we don't know. We don't even know why they're bad guys right now, right? You know, like not even in the in the the crawls at the at the beginning, like in in the narrator segments, has he been like, yeah, so these guys are really bad because like they capture people and enslave them, or they committed genocide, or they did something wrong. No, they just allied with the separatists, so we're gonna blow up their planet. Well, yeah, and the other thing was too. I, I was wondering that too. Is like, why? What's the motivation for this? And it's just a, it's just another one of those supply route, supply lane, whatever type of yeah. stories. You know, that was the, that was the MacGuffin, I guess. Or what do you want to call it? Yeah. Uh, why they are going to try to take this planet? So a little different than the separatists already being on this planet and they're trying to take it over. And yeah. you know, we're coming to, you know, the Republic's coming to save the day. No, this is just the Republic going in there, going, hey. This is uh this is gonna be ours. So they're just invading a separatist yeah, planet, right? Which which I don't have a problem with. But if somebody would stop for five seconds and tell that part of the story, mm-hmm. you know, like if if one of the troopers would be like, well, maybe if you made one of the troopers like, um, oh, his name's on the tip of my tongue from Deserter. Uh, well, the one the one that deserted, or yeah, the clone that deserted. That's cut the point. Yeah, Cutler Queen. If one of them had that little bit of that that bit of DNA in him, mm-hmm. and uh, and like that little quirk, and was like, you guys, why are we even fighting? Like, like if if he if one of the clones took that took Krell and Krell's mm-hmm. uh, way of leading and his blind, like just marching them forward into battle. And, and one of the troopers would turn around and go, you guys, why are we even listening? Why are we even following these orders? Why are we even here killing these people? We don't even know. Like, this is just an objective. Mm-hmm. What, what's the point of this? You know, like, a, why, can't, why can't we use diplomacy? Why are we laying down our lives for a republic that treats us this way? What's the point? Yeah. You know, and and for one of them, you know, for Dogma to be like, that sounds like deserter talk, and you know, for them to have conflict within the troop that way, because right now it's like uh, Dogma in this episode goes, oh well, I, orders are orders, and then everybody goes, yeah, whatever, Dogma, and just keeps on going. You know, like they don't stop and have a conversation about it, or go look. You know, like yes, following orders is good, but. But not when it means, you know, getting everybody killed. Mm-hmm. Rex has that conversation with Krell, but the troopers don't have it amongst themselves. And to me, yeah. that's kind of... They're missing a lot of good opportunities by not exploring any other elements of the story. Yeah, I think we're, we were seeing shades of that, what you're talking about. But maybe, yeah. maybe we'll, like I said, maybe we'll get that payoff at the end of this uh little four-parter hopefully hopefully yeah maybe maybe <laughs> but we're only one paragraph in. you can tell oh, okay. that i'm not i'm not enjoying clone wars right now because <laughs> like we're one paragraph in and i'm already ripping this episode apart he's already uh, on a rant we better continue yeah. then <laughs> yeah yeah uh here i go okay uh from a steep ridge clone captain rex and krell spot the distant airbase shining like a beacon krell orders a bold direct assault though rex disagrees with the general strategy the terrain will channel the 501st into a single gorge, making them easy targets. Krell will not be swayed from his plan. There is no time to explore the land for alternatives. And once again, Rex and, and has that alternate plan, but uh, Krell, yeah. he wants that full frontal assault, man. And obviously it's going to endanger Rex and his squad. 
And it's almost like Corral doesn't even, I don't want to say he doesn't care, but he almost doesn't care about, he just wants to win. You know, he's, yeah. he, he's trying to, it's almost like he's trying to impress, you know, Obi-Wan. It's like Obi-Wan's calling on him to do this. And he's like, hey, we're going to do it no matter what. Let's get it done. I don't care how many people I'm going to lose, how many clones. You know, don't question my orders. Let's do it. So, yeah, he's, it's, wow. It's such a different take on than any of the other Jedi would lead. You know, it's so different. That's what makes it a little bit more interesting. And like I said, I'd love to hate this guy. Uh, Rex breaks the news to his troops that they'll be splitting into two divisions and marching directly into the enemy. Many, many of the veteran troops, Kicks, Jesse, and Fives, for example, complain about Krell's tactics. Younger clones like Dogma are much more accepting of their orders, while Hardcase just wants some action. Rex reminds the soldiers that their duty is to follow orders, even if it means laying down their lives. Rex and Fives get into a private argument about Krell's dubious battlefield efficiency. We have to look at other options. It's going to be a meat grinder, Fives. It would help if you ease their minds. Oh, you mean coax them into following another one of Krell's suicide missions? We lost a lot of men last time. Krell may do things differently, but he is effective in getting them done. He's a recognized war hero. He may have had some victories, but have you seen his casualty numbers? More troopers have been killed under his command than anyone else. That's the price of war, Fives. We're soldiers. We have a duty to follow orders, and if we must, lay down our lives for victory. Do you believe that? Or is that what you were engineered to think? I honor my code. That's what I believe. And I thought that was some interesting dialogue from uh, when Rex and Fives break off. I mean, here's a squad, Mike, that's they're really starting to question the orders of Krell. I mean, even Fives, like I said earlier, even Fives notices, hey, you know, Rex, this dude just stands behind us and gives us orders. He doesn't come out to the front like Anakin and lead by example. You know, even Fives notices this. But like I said, some great dialogue from uh, Rex and Fives. I liked it. Um, it kind of starts laying that foundation, I think, that something's going to happen with Rex, you know, whenever this series ends. And I think they're just starting to lay some foundation. We've already seen some of that before in this, in this series. Um, and here they're talking about, you know, here's Fives. He just comes out and says, hey, you know, is that what you're engineered to think? He's talking to Rex, you know. And, and Rex is just saying, I honor my code. And that's what he believes. And, and are we going to see that code ever change? That's the question I have about Rex, you know. Is, is, that, is that code going to finally crack or whatever? And, he, and like you said, Mike, are they just going to say, you know what? Now I understand why Order 66, because you got, you know, jackasses like Krell, you know, running and, and treating these guys like they're, like they're robots. And, these, and they've talked yeah. about how they're, how they're, you know, they're not clones, they're men and all that. So a little interesting little thing there. And that's one of the things that I liked about this episode was a lot of this uh, talking with the clones, kind of like they did in uh, Rookies, but a little different. Um, uh, see, when we continue here, as the 501st march into the gorge, the ground suddenly erupts as a mechanical monstrosity rises to the surface. The multi-segmented worm-like vehicle is an, is an umbaran crawler tank, heavily armored, lined with laser cannons, uh, and capable of wildly thrashing its segmented body 
with bone-crushing strength. The howling machine shrugs off all incoming blaster fire as it charges towards the clones. And this, they got some wild, um, this Umbaran, you know, they got some pretty wild war machines here. It's almost like everything's yeah. like uh, insect-like. And we'll get to the, another one of those, uh, their tanks or spider droids or whatever you want to call it. But it's really got this insect-type feel to their, um, yeah. to their war machine, so... Well, they do, uh, I and mean, they kind of mention, or well, no, they don't mention it in the episode. I think we mentioned it last week in our episode description in our recap that uh, that the Umbarns have really, really high tech, even by Star Wars standards, mm. right? And that their ships and and weapons are are kind of a cut above what the Republic has at their disposal. Mm-hmm. And uh, and we see a little bit of that. We saw a little bit of that last week with with the ships towards the end of the episode. And we're we see it in this one with these with these crazy crawler tanks. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean like like this is the thing is that I have a hard time it's I wouldn't get so annoyed if I didn't want to like it so much. That's the thing, right? Mm-hmm. Like right. if if it was just a bad show, like for instance, in this unpopular opinion time, but Young Justice, which is on, I think, the same night as uh, Clone Wars at some point. Terrible show. It's one of the worst DC uh, cartoons that they've ever done, in my opinion. Uh, I, I keep watching it for some reason, but I really don't like to, so I put it on when I'm doing other stuff. <laughs> but it's like, because it just takes the characters, and it doesn't do anything interesting with them. They, they aren't developing over the episodes. It's just the same stuff, mm-hmm. right? Like it's a it's a serious version of Teen Titans, but the Teen Titans was good because it was funny, because it was kind of cute, right? But Young Justice is just like it tries to be serious, like Clone Wars, but it just I don't know it falls flat because the stories don't mean anything. So with that show, I have no problem going like whatever. I'll clean the house while I'm watching this episode, right? I'll put it on in one room and. If I leave the room to go get something out of the bedroom, it's not a big deal. I really don't care if I missed five seconds of boring plotline. With the Clone Wars, I still I, I sit down and I watch these episodes and I pour over them oh, yeah. and go like, "Oh, that was cool. Oh, that was really cool. I really didn't like that," you know, because I do care, right? And it's stuff like these tanks and uh, and just the Umbar and tech in general and their designs that that. I'm going like, wow, this is really cool. I'd really like to know more about this stuff, though. Mm-hmm. You know, I'd really like it if these weren't just props in an episode, which is what they are right now. Yeah. You yeah. know, right. so, uh, so yeah, like, it's just stuff like that that's kind of got me really annoyed with, with the Clone Wars at the moment, because we know how good it can be. Oh, yeah. But for yeah. some reason, it's not there right now, you know? Right. No, I, I see. Yeah, and I, I was a little, the first time I saw it, like, really a centipede type thing i was like i don't know i just it kind of came out of left field i didn't think that they would do that but then i think well shoot i mean the the uh we've seen the spider droids before and stuff like that so i guess it it shouldn't come as any shock to me but that was just kind of really weird one the centipede thing or whatever worm or whatever you want to call it It was just very weird and Uh, it took me a second to figure out if it was a tank or if it was a creature yeah right because The creatures we saw in the last episode were, I don't know, kind of kind of similar, I guess. I, I I don't know. I don't know if similar, but like just the the aesthetic of them 
was really similar. So yeah, yeah. I did so, think yeah, it was. like I was looking at them going like, huh, that's really weird. Like they they seem kind of reminiscent, you know? Yeah. Um. So maybe they're designed after a creature on the planet, uh, which tends to be the Star Wars way of doing things sometimes with certain alien species, and uh, or or they're just it's just like here's some some just really awesome tech because uh, the things move super fast and they're huge and they're just bristling with lasers and and uh like a really cool design yeah but yeah you know what's weird about no, it there's no logic behind it or explanation so yeah well i did think i thought it was a some kind of creature myself because the thing has stinking legs on it you know i mean that's how it it's exactly like some kind of a centipede or something because it has legs the thing moves like a worm, and it, it was only until a few seconds after seeing it, like, oh, wait a minute, there's an Ambaran driving the thing. Okay, it's, a, it's some kind of a war vehicle. I got it now, you know. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it, it was a little bizarre, but it was, I mean, whatever, it's cool. I, I guess I can yeah. hang with it. Uh, go ahead. Uh, okay. Clone uh, yeah, clone troopers scramble to get a rocket launcher into place. Hardcase fires a missile directly at the crawler tank's head, shattering the cockpit in a fiery blast. Chain reaction blows apart the serpentine armored vehicle. Rex orders his troops to re- regroup as four more crawler tanks continue the rampage. Rex has his troops line the ground with detonators and then lure the crawler tanks into the booby-trapped passage. Rex triggers the explosives. The trap tanks are destroyed in, in a tremendous blast that lifts Rex into the air. The crawler tank threat is neutralized. That was a really cool scene, though. Um, you see that blast, and you see Rex kind of, kind of almost like a spread eagle flying through the air. I was like, wow, that's, yeah. that was a kind of cool little. Cool yeah, little well, he down. he leaps. Yeah, he into jumps it, right, right. Yeah. Like he yeah. kind of he knows that this thing's gonna blow and that this this uh this huge explosion's gonna go off so he has the foresight to jump and sort of sort of the same way that like a skydiver would in order to 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 create drag right to slow down yeah he he just spreads out and then you see like he's leaping through the air and then you see the explosion go off behind him and you actually see like the animators did such a great job yeah. of showing the impact of that explosion of the air rushing towards him and it hits him and he just sort of like he his back just kind of goes and and then you know like he lands and everything and it's like that's why Rex is Rex yeah. right like that's yeah. why he's Anakin's right hand yeah. you know cuz cuz he's that good at yeah. what he does he is that good and that was you're right that was a really that was a really fantastic scene. I was like, wow, that was one of those you're like, oh, that was cool. Yeah, great animation, like you said. And stuff like that, you're like, man, that was so cool. You know, and they're like, oh, okay, we're back to, back to, you know, <laughs> the normal stuff. And yeah. you're, like, you're like, oh, ho-hum about. So uh, yeah. as the clones march through the seared wreckage of the tanks, the ground once again shudders. Rex peers through his electro-binoculars to spot an even bigger threat. Several ponderous Umbaran MHC juggernauts push their way through the vegetation. These immense walkers scorch the underbrush with their immense cannons, sending clones flying everywhere. Uh, and what does the MHC stand for? That's what I'm trying to figure out. Um, some type of a crawler, but I don't... I, I never got the... Uh, 
the full description. Whatever happened to, you know, like AT-AT, <laughs> all-terrain armor transport? Yeah, it's pretty easy to figure out, huh? Simple, right? Yeah. It makes sense, but MHC, and you know what? Here's the thing, okay? Here's here's where it's going to piss me off. Uh, they don't bother to put any of this stuff on the website anymore. Right, right, yeah. You so know, you're trying to find like, it. like they're not, yeah. they don't update anything. And if they don't update it on the official site, then uh, what, what were they called? MHC Juggernauts? Yeah. Then let's just see. But no, Wikipedia has no entry on them because there is no information. Yeah. Because they. they don't bother to put any information out there anymore. Right. So, uh, Lucasfilm. Get it together, you know? <laughs> we need some info. Put some what's of this I, stuff What's up. MHC? <laughs> yeah, the, the Caterpillar tanks are in here. Uh, oh, in Barnes Spider Cannons. Maybe that's Mobile Heavy Cannon. There you go. That's what it stands okay, for. Cannon. Okay, there is a there is a, an entry on um, Wikipedia. The Embaran Mobile Heavy Cannon, also known as the Embaran MHC Tank, the Embaran MHC Juggernaut, or simply the Embaran MHC was a six-legged juggernaut vehicle used by the Embaran militia during the Clone Wars. And it's only appeared in the Clone Wars. <laughs> and it's on the encyclopedia. Yeah, okay. So that's hey, what MHC stands for. Real quick, um, my uh, recording just stopped. Are you still recording? Yeah, I still am. Oh, that's weird. Okay, it kicked back on again. Okay. All right. Um... Okay, you want to continue, Mike? Yeah. Uh, so, uh, uh, back at the entrance to the gorge, General Krell watches the fight through his electro binoculars. He impatiently urges Rex to stand his ground. The rest of the battalion is depending on their success. Though Sergeant Apo, standing at Krell's side, offers to move in reinforcement platoons, Krell does not give that order. And that's really cool that Apo. Yeah, gets a shout out in the episode because Apo is uh, for those who don't know, he's the he's the one that's famously known as the commander of the Five Hundred First, right? Right, right. That's uh, that like in in one of the Battlefront games, I think that you play as Commander Apo. Um, right, right. Is it? I'm pretty sure. Okay. Yeah. CC one one nine. Or, sorry, sorry, 1119. Uh, he led the 501st Legion in a Republic attack on the Jedi Temple at the end of the Clone War. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, and here, here again, once again, you know, uh, Krell leaves Rex and his squad hanging. And it's almost like he wants, you know, I'm thinking to myself, does he want Rex to fail? I mean, is that is that what's going on? I mean, it's, it's stuff like that, when you see it, how many times Krell is messing with these guys She's like what is going on but in the clones even talk about how krell it, how krell has this hatred for clones you know or does he have a hatred for clones so you know even even fives and all of them are talking about this so it's it's definitely something that is there's got to be some big payoff and and hopefully we'll get that uh rocket launchers prove ineffective against the mhc tanks rex has run out of options but he must continue the assault. Other troops like Kix, Jesse, and Fives are stunned by Krell's commands. Kix even starts to resent Rex's orders. The, the 501st take cover in the vegetation, trying to avoid 
The Devastating Enemy Firepower. Forget it. We have to leave them. We can't just leave them, sir. You don't have a choice. That's an order. You sound like General Krell. Look, Kicks. It's more important to save yourself right now. If we survive, you can patch up the wounded later. We're... we're finished. We've still got some fight left in us, Tup. And I've got an idea. What were you thinking? Remember what you were saying about finding another way to destroy those tanks? Yeah? Well, I have a mission for you. You know, it kicks kind of... Kicks Rex in the gut with that line. Huh? He tells uh, he tells Rex, you even sound like General Krell now. It's like, ooh, that was kind of hitting below the belt right there. Mm -hmm. uh, and it kind of stops Rex in his tracks. He's walking and he has, he stops and he kind of turns like, whoa, you know. Uh, he I don't obviously wasn't expecting that. So he kind of explains to Kicks that uh, to save themselves, you know, they gotta sometimes. You know, you can't just go out and save the wounded because you're going to, you know, you might kill yourself. And what good does that do? Now there's two people dead. You know, you hear that a lot in, in war movies and stuff, you know. Get yourself safe and then you can save whoever's hurt. So yeah. uh, a little a little punch in the gut, though, to, to Rex there with that with that line. Um, go ahead, Mike. You want to continue? Uh, Rex's plan is to send Fives and Hardcase ahead to the airbase where they are to stealthily commandeer some Umbaran starfighters for some much-needed air support. When Rex explains his tactics to Krell, the Jedi General is furious. Cannot believe Rex would entrust so vital an operation to two clones. He orders Rex to immediately continue his frontal assault. And, uh, wow. He even says to, to uh, Rex he's going to relieve him of his duty. So, wow. I mean, this, here's Krell getting ready just to take Rex and say, hey, you're done, you know. Take the take the shuttle. Go back to Coruscant. You're 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 done with this whole thing. So, uh, Krell's definitely uh, kind of showing Rex that he's the boss, and you know I want that full frontal assault. I want you to go down the middle, and I don't care what it takes. Let's go. Um, Fives and Hardcase use the surrounding vegetation to sneak over the fence guarding the airbase. They narrowly avoid making too much noise and drawing attention to themselves when a curious banshee flutters past them. But Hardcase is able to silence the beast, not with a blaster shot, but by spearing it with his ascension hook. And this is where I really started to enjoy some of this between, uh, it's a Hardcase, and is it, it's Fives and Hardcase, I believe. Yeah. And first of all, you get, I think it's Hardcase, they talk about, you know, I'm a little nutty because, uh, what was it, his, uh, his, his uh, chamber, his growth chamber had a leak in it. Yeah. <laughs> so that's why he's a little bit nutty he's a little bit crazy hey i had a leak what are you gonna do i'm still okay so i thought that was good and this whole this whole thing to get into and we'll get into it more here in a minute but i thought this was really fun uh seeing, well, seeing and, seeing. and fives has a moment where he says it's okay you remind me of someone and i i think he's talking about uh uh, heavy because heavy sort of had the same oh yeah right that same sort of like just rush in and blast it you know like blow everything up and sort it out later because if you remember back in uh cadets yeah heavy is the one who also carries the he carries a a minigun uh blaster right and right. uh and when they do the test the first time 
he just kind of runs out there and gets, you know, gets shot and thinks, you know, he's going to save the day with his ridiculous bravado. And Hardcase is kind of the same way, where, like, Hardcase is like, can't we just go blow some stuff up? Yeah, yeah. So he, kinda, he has that moment where Fives is like, yeah, you, well, it's okay, you kind of remind me of somebody. So. Yeah, yeah. And did you did you get the uh, the Han Solo reference with with, uh, with Hard Case? He says, yeah. uh, "I prefer a good fight to all this sneaking around." Yeah. <laughs> There's another another good one. They just pop in there. You're like, "Oh, you're right when you hear it, you're like, oh yes, there you go." There's our reference for the week. I like it. Um, Fives and Hard Case find two unattended unbarned starfighters and activate their high touch sensitive cockpits. The anti-gravity vessels spin around, barely under control, as the clones steal them from the airbase. Fives and Hardcase are able to bring the fighters under enough control that they pilot them into the gorge and blast the MHCs. With the heavy artillery eliminated, the clones are able to press forward and capture the airbase. Even Krell is impressed by this fortunate victory. While this success elicits some more reluctant praise from Krell to Rex, the other clones remain doubtful whether the Jedi will ever recognize his own flaws. Despite hard cases flying, you two saved us all. I wasn't so tough. You sure? You looked a little green when you came out of that fighter. Captain, report. What is our situation? General, we have taken the base and cut off enemy supply lines to the capital. Luck has smiled on you today, Captain. Consider yourself. Fortunate. It wasn't all luck, sir. A lot of men died to take this base. The price for such victory. Perhaps someday you'll realize this. Dismissed. He's the one who will never realize. Wow, and you know what, Rex? I'm going to just have to say this right now. Rex is pissed off. Mm-hmm. And you see him clutch his fist, and they make a point of showing you that. I mean, here's, here's you know, Krill. He's just, like, condescending, you know. He's, he's, you know, Rex is furious, and he should be, right? Krill talks about luck, you know. It's all luck and all this. And Rex, he's, you know what? I had all these men sacrifice to get you this airbase. You know, I had this plan. And it worked with fives and hard case, and and all Krell can do is say, ah, oh, maybe you're just a little lucky, you know. It's, it's almost like Rex is saying, you know what? Get your butt out there and help us yeah. out, you know. Instead of standing back here, kind of dissing us all the time, get your butt out here and help us. And you know, that's what I, it seems like he's trying to say, you know. But he's, you know, Rex is he's a good soldier, you know. He's just gonna kind of hold back, and you know, it's just like. This stuff is going to keep wearing on him, you know, and, and sooner or later he's going to snap. And yeah. and maybe this, like I said earlier, maybe this is where planting the seeds on on some kind of defection from Rex. You know, he's finally going to get tired of it. But, you know, when he's with Anakin, it's totally different. You know, he's, yeah. it's like you can't see those two splitting up ever. But but someone like this yeah, is different. Yeah, well, you know what? I, I'm, I'm trying to think of, uh, like you kind of commented earlier, that there's got to be some sort of payoff, right? Mm-hmm. This has to be going somewhere. So I, in my opinion, there's one of two outcomes in this story that will make this worth it. Either, and people are going to hate me for this. Either, and this will be the more popular opinion, mm-hmm. Krell kind of turns on the clones, and the clones have to 
fight Krell, mm-hmm. and they defeat him, or, and this is the unpopular opinion, in that battle, Rex gets killed. Whoa, yeah. yeah. Because Rex isn't the leader of the 501st as of episode 3, right? Right. So, uh, and now, Rex doesn't necessarily have to die, die, but he could be presumed dead. Right. And, uh, and you know, I mean, because Rex does have a little bit of of that cut look Wayne deserter in him. Oh, yeah. Right? Because yeah. yeah. we if you remember that episode, he does have a moment where he's kind of like, yeah, well, maybe you've got it figured out, you know? Like, right. maybe this is better than... Like, I, th- I think he even says, what, like, you've got it pretty good, but, you know, following orders is the only thing I know. Or something like that. Where he's kind of like, I really wish that I could have what you've got, but I don't know how to do it. Right. Yeah. You know, like I'm, I'm, this is, this is the life that I've got and I gotta, gotta make the best of it sort of thing. Like I'm, I'm good at following orders, so I'm going to keep doing it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, but I don't know. I will, we'll see where this goes. Cause I mean, okay, here's the episode titles for the, for the next one. Plan of Descent and Carnage of Krell. So well, I didn't know I didn't hear that Carnage of Krell one. Wow. Yeah, Carnage of Krell. You... It 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 kind of I go like, okay, what does that mean? It you mean know? two like, things. Does, yeah. Does that mean Krell's gonna die? Does that mean Krell's finally gonna pull his lightsabers out and do some work and and help the clones make a victory? That's what like, it sounds you know, like to me. Victory? Yeah. Or does that mean that Krell is going to snap on the clones and on Rex in particular? Because I mean. What happens if if a Jedi turns on a clone trooper, particularly their commander? Who what are what's the rest of them gonna do? Mm-hmm. You know, like like what's what's Fives gonna do if Krell turns on Rex? Mm-hmm. Right, Fives is gonna back Rex up, and and if Fives and Rex are fighting against Krell, then you know Hardcase is probably gonna follow them, and Apo has already kind of been like, do you, these guys need help, or do you do you want to help them and and had to listen to Krell go, no, mm-hmm. don't support them. Just let them die. So, I mean, like, it, it, the, and this next episode is Plan of Descent, right? Right. So, um, and I mean, we'll talk about that uh, when we get into the episode description after after the mailbag. But uh, it's interesting. It's going to be interesting to see where this goes. So I'm hoping that these last two episodes are setting up yeah, lots yeah. of uh, good yeah. stuff to come in the next couple weeks. And then after that, we've got kidna- kidnapped slaves of the Republic, and uh, there was another episode title that I saw somewhere. Mm-hmm. I just I hope. Well, we're 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 halfway through this particular arc, and and there's been some yeah. some good stuff for me um, in this particular episode. I liked what what ki- uh, Fives and Hardcase. I like them kind of learning how to fly the the uh, when they stole those. Uh, I don't even know what yeah. you call them. Uh, that was kind of you know kind of funny. How they had to learn. Them Baron Fighters. Them yeah. Baron Fighters. I'm sure, that that. I'm sure that they've got a, a name Yeah. on the, uh, here we go, equipment. And uh, Krell was, yeah. you know, I like seeing some stuff with with Rex and seeing the end there. So, I mean, there's definitely some good stuff uh, for me. Um, but we're halfway through, and like I said, and like we talked about, hopefully there's a really cool payoff for this four episode arc so yeah um you you want to know what this starfighter is called yeah 
The Umbar and Starfinder. The Umbar Star. Hey, that's easy. <laughs> <laughs> that was easy. All right. A little um, too easy. Yeah, definitely. So that was a general. Let's um, let's head on over to the mailbag and the Facebook post of the week. Wait a minute. Play back the entire message. Where are those transmissions you intercepted? He is carrying a message from an Obi-Wan Kenobi. I was beginning to wonder if you'd got my message. I saw part of the message. You... I seem to have found it. And you know what? I totally forgot to get a mailbag. I just noticed that just now. <laughs> um, so we might have to skip the mailbag and jump right into the Facebook post. You know what? No, wait. I have an email from... Uh, uh, Do you have an email? What? Uh, oh, no. Wait. How did no, I miss we that? Did that one last week. Yeah. Yeah, no. You okay. guys need to send us more email. Okay, yeah. Send us some email. I didn't even notice that. So we're going to jump to the Facebook post of the week. They're always hitting the Facebook, so that's cool. Yeah. Uh, John Santa wrote this, and um, he says, I know all of our guest speakers seem pretty excited about some kind of final showdown between Darth Maul and Obi-Wan, but I think it's probable that they take it in a completely different direction. It was pretty clear in The Phantom Menace that Obi-Wan had used the dark side in order to defeat Maul. So maybe this time there will be an opportunity for him to redeem himself. And I think he's talking about uh, when JC, Jason, and Kyle had uh, hosted for us. Um, I remember them talking something about, they were talking about Darth Maul coming back in the Clone Wars. Yeah. And there's tons of different theories and ideas and where they could go. And they were talking about if he would ever face Obi-Wan again. So, of course, I mean, this is up for grabs. I mean, who knows how they're going to bring him back. But it's fun to speculate and to kind of have our own feelings and thoughts on what we think should happen in the Clone Wars. And, uh, yeah, you know what? I, and I agreed with him about Obi-Wan. I think everybody does. I mean, you know, Obi-Wan was, he just saw his uh, master killed. So he definitely had some some anger going on there, some revenge yeah. more like it, I think. It was more like, hey, I'm getting you back for this uh, in that particular uh, lightsaber battle. But if he comes back and Darth Maul come back in the Clone Wars, you know, What's going to happen? Do you think they'll ever go with him facing Obi-Wan again? I don't know. Um, I'm pretty much down for Darth Maul coming back and whatever they do. Uh, I want to see him, shoot, I don't care, fight anybody. I, don't, you know, I, just, I just want to see him come back because I think the Clone Wars right now needs some kind of shot of just something totally, totally awesome. Yeah. And I'm a big fan of Darth Maul and... and, and you know, seeing him come back would be cool. What do you think, Mike? What's going on with this, though? I mean, would you ever want to see him face Dar uh, Obi-Wan again? Or you think they've done that already? Let's try something else. Let's have him face Anakin or anything. You know, what's what do you think? Uh, what, what I would really love to see is for Obi-Wan and Anakin to take him down as a team. Um, mm -hmm. I, I'd really like to have that sort of that, that payoff from Episode 1 and Episode 2 where it's like in episode one, as long as Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan were together, they had Darth Maul on the ropes. But yeah. It was only once Maul started using some dirty tricks and separated them yeah. that, that he got the upper hand on Qui-Gon. Qui-Gon, right, right. Um, so, yeah. and then in episode two, the, the, we all know like the Anakin-Obi-Wan. Uh, you know, we'll take him as a team, mm -hmm. take him together, and and Anakin goes, "I'm taking him now," and gets his arm cut off, and <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah. Obi Wan gets a nice slice or two, and uh, 
So yeah, like they they clear, like they've learned their lessons, I hope. And uh, and we've seen them fight. We saw them fight Savage. We've seen them fight uh, Ventress. So I'd like to see them fight Maul together and defeat Maul mm-hmm. as a team, so that you know, like Obi Wan can get that that the sort of satisfaction without having to, you know, yeah, lean on the dark side like he did in uh in episode one you know to to get the opportunity like like uh like john says here to redeem himself yeah that's a good point i i I was going to mention that too he's talking about to redeem himself and that's a a key word right there because like like you just said he had to use the dark side a little bit i mean he was bouncing around before those gates opened you know like like you know here i come come get some and definitely a a totally different approach than he was in like you said episode two where he was more calculated, he, he kind of thinks things out, you know, when he was fighting. In episode three, um, that was just a crazy fight. But, yeah, I think that's a good point to redeem himself, and maybe that is something that that we'll see. But but like I said, this is wide open, man. Who knows what they got in store for us. And it's But it yeah. is it is fun to, to speculate and to I give ideas. I just want some Obi-Wan Kenobi. And I know, like, yeah. James has said that there's not going to be a lot of Obi-Wan Kenobi in Season 4. Hmm. And that's upsetting to me. I know. I'm really upset about that. <laughs> and this episode, these two episodes have been, like, like they wave it in our faces. That might be why I don't like them so much. Because they keep on going, like, Obi-Wan's here. Yeah. But we're not going to let you see him. <laughs> but he's here. Yeah. But you can see a hologram. But you can't see him. Yeah. But he's here. Yeah. And it's like, just show me that battle, please. <laughs> just show me the other side of this. Uh, so show me some Obi Wan Cody action, you know? Yeah, that's exactly. What, that's what I want to see right now. But yeah, so yeah, we got a few more months, and we'll 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 kind of get the answers to to some of this, hopefully. So yeah. appreciate that, John Santa on the Facebook man. Keep the Facebook going, guys. It's it's a lot of fun. We appreciate that. Uh, next week's episode, let's talk about a plan of descent. Um, after the Republic conquers an Ambaran airbase, General Krell orders Rex and his men on towards the heavily fortified capital. So they're going to the capital. Realizing that there's a better plan, several clone troopers disobey orders to carry out a rogue covert operation. Have those containers searched and all weapons prepped and loaded. Have the battalion ready to move out in 12 hours. We're advancing on the capital. Sir, should I try to get a message to General Kenobi? Shouldn't we coordinate our attack, especially in light of the recent threat? General Kenobi has his hands full. Same as us. We need to throw everything we have at them. Now! We'd be marching into a blast zone, sir. Blasted insurgents. I realize you haven't agreed with all my strategies, Captain. But you are smart enough and loyal enough to obey my orders. Now prep those troops. So that's what's going to be happening next week, man. The clones are going to strike back, sort of in a sort in their own sort of way, in plan of descent. So, um, yeah, we're going to start to see the story kind of take its turn right here, Mike, and uh, finish up with some carnage. Like you said, which way is that carnage going to go? And in, in the last episode, is it going to be Krell? doing the carnage or or the other way around so yeah yeah we're halfway through i'd like to see krell get his but yeah 
Maybe that's just yeah. Me. I think he's starting to. He's like I said. He's being one of those. Uh, he's one of those characters that uh, you're really starting to dislike. Even though you should like him. I mean, he's a Jedi. But we're like, oh man, this. You know, we like the clone so much, and this guy's being such a jerk to him. Uh, yeah. Like like you said, see him maybe get his. And I never thought I'd say that about a, a Jedi character. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> but that's uh that's gonna do it for this week. That's it, Mike. Yeah, that's it. I. Uh... Thank you for listening to me rant and rant and rant. Oh, yes. <laughs> uh, don't forget to check us out online at www.clonewarspodcast.com. You can follow us on Twitter, username Clone Wars, Clone Wars or Star Wars, Twitter.com slash Clone Wars. Uh, head over to Facebook to join our group, Facebook.com slash Clone Wars Podcast. And uh, you can join us on the Star Oh, no, you can't join us on the Star Wars Daily Forums anymore because we don't have those forums anymore. Uh, but you can join us on our Facebook, Facebook yes, uh, yes. group as well as our page, uh, and uh, and you can discuss stuff there. And uh, please email us. Send us some email. Everybody's so busy commenting on the uh, on the Facebook page that nobody sends us emails anymore. Nobody sends us the good old fashioned email. <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah. it's funny that email at this point has become old fashioned. Yeah, isn't that um, wild? Yeah, really. <laughs> but uh, yeah. yeah. And, uh, and and if you're getting frustrated with me, uh, you know, ranting about every episode, don't worry. There are good ones coming up. I, yeah. I don't know this for a fact, but based on that preview that we got at the end of Season 3 and, you know, all of the, the Season 4 trailers uh, and based on the descriptions, I believe that the story that's coming up is the one with the big flying lizards. Mm-hmm. the 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 gliding lizard creatures that they ride around and uh to me that is just like that's boga part two yeah and boga is one of my favorite parts of episode three so get get ready for me to rant about something that i love <laughs> as opposed to ranting about things that annoy me because hey. that's uh yeah. that's coming up i always be I'm, I'm always here to to be the yin to your yang or whatever so <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i'm giving you the uh the, the uh the other side sometimes too so but uh, that's going to do it for this week, Mike. So we'll see. That's it. That's it. We'll see everybody next week. See you next week. Well, another close to another wonderful show. Obi-Wan Kenobi here saying thank you for listening to Frontlines, the Clone Wars podcast. Brought to you, of course, by StarWarsDaily.com. The force is strong with you all, and it will be with you always. Always.